Maybe this is ridiculous. <laughs> but just because we're sitting in my kid's playroom and we're using their toy kitchen to hold up the microphone that's kind of in between us right now, and there's some cleaning toys next to my rum and coke. I'm going to tell them you, you said it was a, a toy kitchen and not a real one. Oh, they know. Wow. The innocence of youth already shattered. Because there's the real kitchen where daddy cooks. There's the fake kitchen where you pretend fake. to cook. Wow, these are fake. Their life is nothing but a lie. They're a bunch of phonies. Yeah. Yeah, they're dumb children. I'm reporting you. To who? The police. <laughs> Arrest this man. Welcome to the Exploding Barrel Podcast for February 7th, 2020. This is Mike Minotti, joined by my brother Ashka. Hello. What point of the year do you like, when you say 2020, it stops being like exciting and new? Because I'm still in that phase like, whoa, 20, I can't like not think about it. Well, yeah, because I haven't like, I haven't interacted with the year too much. I think it's not until April Yeah, like, like, I'm like over it. Yeah, I haven't like written a lot of checks. Sometimes it's not until like May even. I feel like I don't ex- like fully accept we're in the year until fall and then like it's done. My fall usually lasts. If not, like, I'm there before that. No, I think like I'm. Not, I think I'm messed up. No. Yeah, I think April. It's not weird. No. April's not right for me. It's not real, man. This is Mike Minotti, joined by my brother Hedge Guy. Hello. How's it going? It's good. That's the last time we recorded at. Well, we recorded in the basement in this house. Some, yeah, it's point. cluttered with boxes and stuff. Yeah, right, but we're here because your your wife is on vacation mm-hmm. from you. You awful man. I understand. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> in fairness, I've gone on, I think, three trips since we've been married, and this is our first one alone so, for this long. You're like, I can't leave the kids alone. I'm like, oh. You know, cry me a river. Good thing. The boy sleeps through the night, no problem, for the last nine months, and you're here. And he, like, hit his head or something and woke up screaming. We still don't know what happened. There was a loud thumping noise that we went... I mean, he was still in his crib. He didn't fall no, the crib. because he's done that before. He bumped something. And was upset about it. He called me on remark. I thought I'd put him out of the crib and he'd be well, all upset. I have such a soothing fun. presence. He's probably happy to be away from me once you put him in the crib. Okay. Well, Uncle Mike's here and he's had a few. Yeah. Why does Uncle Mike's breath smell like this? Why is he yelling at me? <laughs> I don't like his haircut. Can I come up too? Okay, Mike. I like his haircut. Thunk, thunk, thunk. I want to go and see what's wrong. I'm worried about my nephew. It's very nice. I, I, he, before he had the haircut, he looked exactly like a little Patton Oswalt. As you said. Now he just looks like a goober. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a goober. So here's what I've come to mind being a father, Mike. Yeah. There are a lot of times in life when I want to call my kids a dumbass or an asshole or a shithead. And I censor myself and I just say goober. Is that, is that why dad called us goobers? I realize now that dad really didn't think much of us. <laughs> I realize goober probably is the same etymology as goomba, right? I don't know where it it's comes got, from. Well, it's just like in a time where for like some some some, some schmo, right? A goomba was like a, like a, like like your Italian buddy. No, yeah, I think it was like a, if I was like a low level Italian mobster guy, like just like some 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 schlub. Well, that makes sense. Why that's the mushroom villains and right. Mario. But I'm saying goober. I think it's just a different way of saying goomba. With the Americanized goomba. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now you get it. What's the what's goober candy? What is a goober? It's candy. What is goober? It? Is uh, it's covered in chocolate? I know that. It, yeah. Is that the caramel? No, that's a milk dud. Yeah, it's a milk dud. Is it the raisin? No, that's a raisin. That's a raisin. 
I think they suck. I think they're just marbles. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes goobers, them. Of course. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes goobers. It sounds like a booger. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It sounds gross. It, I don't want to eat a it goober. Does. It does sound gross. Goober. No thanks. You keep those hard pass. You keep those for yourself. All right, so we'll talk about apparently some other stuff like this, but at the uh, end of the episode, we'll talk about the new episode of Picard. Mm-hmm. So episode three, some exciting stuff there. But uh, before that, uh, you know, I've been playing that Mega Man Zero uh, ZX. Yeah, so you were telling me they they've put some thoughtful updates to make it a little more. Uh, I guess we should call it playable. I want to talk to about a modern audience. I want to talk about the embargo first because the preview embargo went up yesterday. And it's weird because it's weird for this game. Like, the embargo was very specific. Like, you could talk about the first, like, three missions for each game. Here's the names of the missions. I'm like, these games are all very old. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what are you talking Like, if you don't want to give the game a score yet, that's fine. But they were, they were really intense. I never understand that. It just makes you sound weird. Right. What are you hiding, Capcom? The, key, the, the king of the embargo was, po- was uh, Pokemon games. The last one I don't think was that bad. Remember Sun and Moon? was, like, hilarious, the yeah. embargo thing. Like, you can't talk about Swapple Swip, the Pokemon, because <laughs> no one was like, okay, I won't. <laughs> we haven't revealed that one yet. <laughs> like, okay. The, the sad thing to me, I'm like, who cares? And it's like, the people do care. <laughs> so I get it. But it, I hate it. I resent yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... It, so there's... Two things they add. There's, like, a very easy mode, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, the casual mode. But then there's also just, like, this mode that basically adds checkpoints to the game. That's good. Because, especially for Mega Man Zero One, there are not checkpoints in the levels. When you run out of lives, you, you, you don't, like, get to refill your lives and continue. You just... You either load a save file mm-hmm. or you fail the mission. That's, like, just part of the game. You failed. Well, that's so fun. <laughs> right. So it's like a lot of reloading saves. And it's actually, and it's very hard, the Zero games. Yes. Especially if you're not using the Cyber Elves, which is a kind of a weird system. So this is just like, look, we had checkpoints, and it's more generous. Can, can, than, can you turn them off if you, you can want turn to? them off and on whenever you want to. It asks you before you start the game if you want them on, and then if you decide you didn't want them on, you can change it. Mm. It doesn't impact anything. That's nice. It's very nice. I mean, it is... Part of me does feel like a little bit like cheating because it is a bit better than just like Mega Man classic checkpoints like in the middle of the level and then again right before the boss because mm-hmm. like lives don't matter and like every time like you know it's just it's like a free like life refill mm-hmm. so it's basically you know it's basically infinite lives in a way but it's like you know it's good because like, I'm playing through these games you cheated yourself yeah I cheated I learned nothing yes well you know these games are hard and they're still very fun I mean it t- you know I was thinking because like some of the bosses will take me like seven tries to beat and like normally I would have had to replay the level seven times again yeah, just to get to that boss God knows like how tilted I'm getting because I'm, I'm replaying this I'm like you know what I'm fine with this this yeah. is okay and I'm someone who loves the Mega Man games and the challenge and everything and you know I think maybe at some point Maybe I would play through the Zero games without that once I'm like more comfortable with them and kind of once learn you know them, yeah. all of their weirdness and their intricacies. But yeah, you know, I play. I didn't play all of the Zero games back in the day, and they are very good. What's nice about them? I think I played one of them, maybe the first one. What's nice about them, even more so than like the classic and and F games, is that there's a like continuity between them. It almost all kind of feels like one thing. Nice. It's just also kind of a detriment. They all they can sometimes feel a little on the samey side, I suppose. Mm. But there, there are, like, some smart changes. Once it's a collection, I think that's right. not an issue anymore. I haven't gotten to the ZX games yet, and I'm interested because I didn't... I only played the first one back in the day. 
I didn't like it then. Hmm. And I, I'm not sure why. So, like, I kind of want to go back to it, see if I get into it this time. And also, like, there's there had to be more changes made there because that was a dual screen game. Oh, that's right, yeah. There's so, it's so interesting to see how we're dealing with porting these dual screen games. And then, like, in the future, it's probably going to be... Games. We like, like, at some point, they're going to want to bring Mario Galaxy to yeah, modern platform. Even Skyward Sword. Right. And it's like, well... You're the Galaxy's not too bad. I mean, I could play that well, control right now, kind of. Kind of. I mean, the, the pointing and it was a lot of it, and there was all those different little mini games, which which I guess like individually is not so bad. Like when you're mm-hmm. on the ball and you're moving it like a joystick. Oh yeah. yeah I guess yeah. it's just you no, know, you use yeah, mouse to a joystick. <laughs> right. So, but uh, it, the, you know, it, there's work to be done. Yeah. I guess Zelda would be harder. Right. One thing that bugs me is, and you can like remap the buttons to everything but the tr- the triggers ZR and ZL right it's just like the the bumpers if you were or like so like the dash button is left bumper and i desperately want it to be I that know, trigger it, well, and it won't let me. it's a complaint i've had in the switch from the beginning is that the bumpers are L and R yeah. and the triggers are ZL everybody and Z, like tre- they're yeah. secondary yeah everybody treats like the bumpers like they're the main ones like they are not yeah Stop that. Yeah. My fingers are always naturally resting on the triggers. Yeah, because that's I want to I use those. <laughs> like, my hand's like this weird, like, misshapen claw <laughs> grabbing this the, the, this L bumper thing, or LR, or just L, I guess. That's just L, huh? Yeah. It's like, uh, no, no, thank you. But they're very fun. I'm having a good time going through them. Good, good. Good, yep, yep, yep. Well, so what have you been up to? So I, uh, I decided to subscribe to the Founders Edition of GeForce Now. Of course you did. Well, it's three months from new free. and shiny. That's How right. could you resist? What I wanted to this see is the, the third, the third uh, cloud streaming thing you're subscribed to at the moment. No, only second. Stadia is in the Microsoft thing. You're not. That's not. That's free. It's a banner. All right. All right. Um, and I'm not renewing my Stadia. It expires on the nineteenth. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah. If only somebody would have told you Stadia was a bad idea. Yeah. Let's. We'll talk. I want to talk about that. Later, but we'll <laughs> okay. Get to it. Um. Because I want to have the GeForce Now discussion go into a comparison to. Yeah. What's fun about the GeForce Now, what, what my, my interest in the trial at least was, is that this trial to support RTX and ray tracing, which I've never like played in person. Sure. Because I have a 1080, and it's like it's hard to justify upgrading to a 2080 or something for that amount of money just for ray tracing. Yeah, like, really... like I'll wait for the next generation yeah, of cards, right? But um, the only games I had access to that have ray tracing in GeForce Now is Modern Warfare. And even from reading it, like it's like the most minimal form of ray tracing possible. The shadows look a little softer. Yeah. It's not much. Yeah. But they have, you can play for free, that Quake 2 RTX mode. Yeah. Boy, is that neat. Yeah, that it's just fun. so bizarre. Because it's like janky-ass Quake 2 and like the low-poly <laughs> With models. the nicest lighting ever. Yes, exactly. It's, it's so anachronistic in like, the most beautiful way possible. It's really funny. Um, but I mean, I've been using GeForce Now as a beta for a long time now. Um, it's what I would use to play Dauntless and World of Warcraft on, on my uh, laptop. And uh, it's always worked very well for me. Um, so, I mean, this is just the extension of it going into you know, the you know, so public with, mode. With Stadia being such like made into such a bigger deal, what's better about Stadia? What's Stadia do better? It's a little simpler. I mean, you just go to a web interface, launch a game, and it goes. Because... For GeForce Now, there's kind of two tiers of games. There's the games that they have preloaded, things like the big things like Destiny 2 and um, Modern Warfare and stuff. Then there's like a bunch of games that are in Steam that they don't have pre-downloaded on their servers, but you can like log into Steam and install it like you're just on a virtual PC. It doesn't take long to download most of the stuff because it's like a fast 
like you know whatever speed data center that's downloading. Um, but it's like a little weird that you have to do that for certain games over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know it's 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 the same advantage you get when you develop for a console. Like Stadia games just load faster. Like their loading times are faster. Okay. But you know to use the Destiny Two example, Destiny Two on Stadia is 1080p 60 with medium settings. Uh, Destiny Two on GeForce Now is it is still limited to 1080 because that's the max for the service. It doesn't do any 4K streaming, but I could crank everything to ultra. Right. And it just looks better. <laughs> it's like, why can't Stadia do either the 4K or the higher settings? It's supposed to be so much more powerful than a 1X and all this, blah, blah, blah. Um, plus, it's just games I already own. I'm, I'm not rebuying, you know, Modern Warfare, even if that's not on Stadia. A better example would be Tomb Raider. Sure. Like, you know, Which one? All of them. Yeah, right. I feel like half the games for Stadia are Tomb Raider games. They are. <laughs> it literally was a quarter of the launch. <laughs> And then they gave away two of them for free, so I hope you didn't buy them. And that's the other issue with Stadia. You know, they talk about 120 games coming this year, but like right now, you're a fool to buy a game on that service. Because they've been giving away the two games a month, which everyone's like blowing Google because they originally said one game a month and how generous they are to give us two instead. Again, the Stadia subreddit, now that GeForce Now is out, oh my god, Mike. It's like, actually, GeForce Now is actually really bad. And this is why Stadia is so much better. Like, mm, there's a lot, bad, lot going on right now. I'm good. Um, but, but, yeah, like, like you know, the, the most recent free games of Stadia for February were Guilt, which was the only platform exclusive. What's like, Guilt? It's like some weird sort of survival horror thing, but it's like a kid. Survival horror is maybe too strong a word. So it's like Stranger Things. I haven't played it yet. What's that? Is it like Stranger Things ish? Because it's got a kid, or my. Simplify. I think it. I think it. It has a. It's. It's like a lighter version of Limbo, but three D. Okay. Yeah. I think I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. And Metro. Let's crash it anyways. Come on. Yeah. And then Metro Exodus, which again, like, yeah, that's a game. It was like one of the like post-launch added games, and then a month later, it's free. So like, don't buy a game on Stadia. Yeah. What, there, why there, would you? There is a very high percent chance it's gonna be free with your subscription. It's gonna be free. I am a dumbass. We're just recording my phone right now, I think. Yeah, we are, so we're, we're recording. Jesus Christ. I didn't plug in the microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, we're just going to go with this now. Hey, everybody. It's a, weird, it's a weird week for the show. Yeah, I'm not redoing that. Oh, my God. Well, here. I'm going to pause it now, and we're going to plug in, and the rest of the show is going to sound good. It's I'm like really sorry. from Stadia to GeForce Now. Yeah, okay. So that was Stadia. <laughs> And this is GeForce Now oh, coming up now. Nice. Oh my God. You didn't say anything. You're in front of the cable. I'm, not, I, I'm sorry that I trusted you. That was your first mistake. First and last. Okay, stopping this now. So this is what it's like when you put on the ray tracing. Oh my God. Yeah, see, there we go. What were you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, yeah, the Stadia is dumb. Um, Stadia, Stadia sucks. But yeah, so, so I maintain Stadia will be interesting and useful to me when it's on the goddamn iPhone. Yeah. Or any phone besides the Pixel phone that, like, ten people own, and they're all on the Stadia subreddit, apparently. What does that happen, you think? Well, and that's, What's that in the pipeline? The other, you know, every, Is that this fall? Is that this summer? I don't know. Is well, it this year? They said in a recent interview... Um, I forget where it was now, but I read it today. Because, you know, like, like there's going to be the Stadia base. And again, keep in mind, my subscription runs out in two weeks, as does the subscription of anyone who bought this on day one. 
so everyone kind of assumed that's about the time that they would announce the Stadia base tier. Uh, Phil Harrison said in an interview, the details about the base tier will be revealed in the coming months. Months. Like, why did you launch this? You clearly weren't that's ready. That's so bizarre. Like, what, wait, what was the rush? So there's, it's not like it was ever going to have a financial... It's like, usually when like people rush things, it's because it has a financial impact on like their quarter results or something. Stadia was never going to be that. Well, they had to get out before the next-gen consoles, because we're not going to compete with those. Because, again, that's the thing. Everyone in the Stadia subreddit's like, oh, well, they'll they'll upgrade the servers mm. to, you know, like like GeForce did. Like, they added the, the, the mm. RTX. Like, yeah, that was... They'd been live for five years. This is their first major upgrade to the hardware. Stadia came out three months ago, and we still don't have the, the features they promised for launch. What do you think they're going to upgrade the hardware to improve the graphics? You don't just push the C button to tighten the graphics on level three, Mike. Enhance. Like, Enhance. Like, it's just, it's, I, I just don't get it. We Remember that commercial, like, <laughs> tighten up the graphics? Yeah, yeah. Before we're done, let's tighten up the graphics on level three. They're okay. Like the <laughs> they like we're being paid to play video. They have, like, a Genesis control, like yeah. a three-button one. They're, like, making a game using that. that. Like, middle management, like, hot whooping comes in to check on them. Yeah. Oh boy, that's good times. So yeah, Stadia sucks, but like also you're stupid for buying into it. So it's it's very true. <laughs> it, was, it was not it was not a wise investment. On my I'm part. telling you, someday it might someday it might get there. It someday. might. There's also a good chance that Google will just abandon the project completely. Like, yeah. suppose, suppose, what do you think is more likely? The latter. Yeah. It's like they're, like so they have you know Jade Raymond's leading these studios developing all those, these games. There, there's never going to be a game coming out I, of that studio. I, there's a very good chance those games never come out. Like best case scenario, those games are halfway through development. Google sells them to somebody, or they just decide to publish it for right. other platforms, and that's how you. But get even those so, games. Like, I don't. Like, what are those games going well, and, to be? And so here's, here's like, the, those games are not going to be like Uncharted or Assassin's Creed. I think Creed. they think they are. Those games are going to. I don't like. What is that? It's going to be some kind I mean, of. I think like, at least been the level of killing control. Edge thing. Control would be a good benchmark. I think. I think so, but I feel like they're going to try to do something life servicey. Yeah. And weird. It's going to be like it, they're going to. They're going to. They're going to like freaking make that Cliffy B game that he was upset Law about. Lawbreakers. Yeah, lawbreakers. And they're going to put too many, too many genderless bathrooms in it or something. Something. Like yeah. He says. So, again, GeForce experience is like. Connect this to your Steam library, connect this to Uplay, use your Battle account, just play the games you have. Now, the downside of that is it's very fiddly. For example, Elder Scrolls Online. It's on GeForce now. If you bought it on Steam, I didn't buy it through Steam. I bought it you know, direct from Bethesda and used their launcher, so I can't play it, Like, which is kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, There's no Origin, there's no GOG, stuff like that. But I don't know what Google was thinking. Like, yeah, we'll make a fourth platform. Fifth, if you count PC, I guess. That's the thing. It's like the, the idea that Stadia is like its separate platform. But it, that's how it's treated. You have right. to develop for it. That's a you, mistake. You know? Oh, it's a huge mistake. Like, like PC. Again, everyone on the subreddit got all all their panties in a bunch because uh, you play or Ubisoft rather announced like some upcoming releases and like on March something something Division Two comes to Stadia and I was like, oh great! And I was like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> the game will be a year old at that point. It's not setting the world on fire right now. No. Good, like you know, you play Destiny Two, which is free. You, I've never, I've tried. I've never played a multiplayer match of Destiny Two on Stadia because it never finds it never finds anybody. It doesn't work. So how are you gonna play Division Two? Doesn't work. We're gonna ask people to pay sixty dollars for it when it's like ten dollars on UPlay right now. It's just it's so asinine. It's just. And again, you know, to, to paraphrase Big Lebowski, they're living in the fucking past. Every interesting game that comes out for the thing is a year old at oh, least. Yeah. 
Borderlands is the most recent, and then even that, it's not like on patch parity with every other platform. I don't get it, but hey, I never got it. Yeah. And, you know, I've continued. No, no one could accuse you of falling for that no. I have always been down on all this streaming stuff, and hasn't that position has not failed me yet in no, these, no in these uh, 13 even years. Even if Stadia, like I said, if they'd get, like, Dauntless, Fortnite, you know, the stuff that's free-to-play and cross-platform, yeah. Rocket League... At least you think to yourself, well, this is another place I can play it when it's convenient. I'll use this. Maybe this is where I'll buy some microtransactions and that's how Google gets some money or something. But they didn't even, like, figure that part out. They just, they've shown zero aggression with the launch of Stadia. Like, they just threw it that's out that's there. That's what like, I mean. It's yeah. like, it doesn't seem like there's any, like... Drive. Gusto, you know? Even from Phil Harrison, whose, like, job is supposed to be right. the... Like, he's had that, no that, that quote in an interview. Like, it wasn't an interview with Phil Harrison. It was, like, about all the companies in 2020. And, like, Google was part of it. It's like, that's the only thing he said post-launch. That's the first I've heard of him. Yeah. Like, what's he doing every day? It's, a, it's his job. Like, you, we, we, we hear about Phil Spencer. If you follow him on Twitter, he's visiting studios. Like, yeah, he's like, publishing like, what's videos. Going on? What you, like, what, what you doing? Yeah, we don't know what Phil Harrison's been doing since November. But, yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I'm, like, struggling for Warcraft right now. I'm trying to find I'm out. off it for, for a hot second here. I like I said, like, 8.3 8. kind of came, and I was like, this is, this is too much grinding and too much time, and I just did a bunch of grinding, so... Like, the, thing, the thing that, like, bothers me of 8.3 and... Modern WoW is that I like the horrific visions a lot, but you, they're limited. You can't do them when you and want I don't, to. But I don't really like grinding. But like the other thing is like like the benefits I get from it. I tried raiding in pugs on the new raid, and it was kind of a miserable experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, I was just like me joining like other people's groups, waiting around. Like nobody's like I don't know. No, that's like that's like the weird inverse relationship of raids and WoW in any game that has raids. The better and more complicated the raid, the worse it is if you're not in a guild. Yeah, exactly. But like, and it's like I just can't be in a a, a, a retail guild right now. I'm in this classic guild, and the classic guild is starting to get a little sweaty. And uh-uh. by that I mean like, it's like like the, the next raid is finally coming on classic. I've been looking forward to this because if I have to farm molten core more time, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> we I, we did that on Tuesday. My God, I'm I'm not I'm not like. I'm not proud to say this, but I had a drink to get through. It's like going through Molten Core again with, like, each boss has, like, one mechanic and, like, the same three trash mobs. Shoot me. It is so Is it at least, like, you guys are getting through it with no issue? Yeah, we're, like, we're we're pretty good at it now. Like, it takes about an hour now, but it's just, it's so, like, it's not fun. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like work. Right, like, even when I was doing Desire Lore and it was, like, you know, I've been doing it for a bit. It was still fun. Like, it was a fun raid. See, it is like that's why I, just, I do the LFR. I get to go through it once, get yeah. to check out a, a, but, a good enough version but, for me. But my guild released the uh, the uh, minimum requirements to do Blackwing Lair. Are you there? Uh, no. <laughs> but you have, like, that good stuff. No, it doesn't matter. I, I don't have missing enchantments. I gotta be revered with the Argent Dawn. Now, every other class but mine has to be exalted with Alterac Valley. If my class had to be exalted, and that basically just means you have to do that battleground yeah. over and over, I would just quit right then and there. What, what benefit does that give you? Because you get access to something from the shop, some kind of upgrade, some kind of important upgrade. AJ, I, I would have just say, <laughs> fuck <I'm out>. you. <laughs> I am not farming Alterac Valley. You, like, no. That is a job. Yeah, right. That is miserable. Like, I'm already... Like I'm already not... Like, I, I think I'm going to try to... Because I want to do Blackwing Lair. Because ba- Blackwing Lair is basically... 
like the end of like the original WoW storyline with Blackrock Mountain mm-hmm. and the dragons and Anixia and Molten Core. Like it all culminates with the Farian in in the mountain. Like and I want to do that. But it's like, I want some people to look, I won't even roll on the loot. I don't care. I just yeah, want to go do it. Do it, say you did and it. Prat- and like, on it. I can't imagine myself getting much further than Blackwing Lair. Like, I, there's there's like there's like a mini raid with uh, Zolfarag, and then there's the uh, Cthune raid and the Naxxramas raid. But it's just, it's, 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 <laughs> and like, I feel part of me feels bad. It's like, I'm clearly not as engaged as some of the people. Like, I'm like, look, I just kind of want to show up for raid night, and I'll do the raid maybe. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm like, not really enjoying that. Like, that, that's, that's the thing with Classic, is that I thought that the leveling experience was fantastic. Yeah. I liked that a lot. The end game is not really for me. Oh. It, so, you know, let me get your opinion on this, because I, I don't know if you've, you've seen this new podcast called Wow Killer. It's from uh, Garrett yeah. Weinzerl and Tal Yesen. I know them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so they've been doing a new podcast. They talked about raids on a recent episode. And, uh, or, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up my conversation. Before that, they were just talking about um, cinematics, and it kind of got into a, an overall talk about BFA, and it's kind of where it will be remembered. And they said this kind of happened with um, Miss. And, and why people like it better now, and then why they think this will happen with BFA, and I think this makes sense. Because, like, yeah, people are, like, bitching, like, oh, you know, the, the, the Nihiloth raid has a dumb cinematic and it doesn't pay off, and a lot of the, like, story of BFA, like, like the overarching thing was dumb, blah, blah, blah. But you can't, art- like, deny the zones and the leveling experience of BFA is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, that stuff's good. And, you know, so two, when you go back two to expansions it, from now, when you go back to interact with BFA, it's just going to be those zones. Because I, my experience with Missa Pandaria is only going back to it way after the fact, exactly, and leveling through it, and I love doing exactly. that. But I have no idea what it like, was like. You know, imagine like you know when, when this new leveling experience comes out, where you play the first twenty levels and you go through an expansion, and someone is an alliance, they pick BFA and they go to Browse. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's going to be know. Fun. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, Warlords of Dr- If you have flying, Warlords of Draenor might be the best choice because you get all those garrison abilities yeah. and stuff like that. And you yeah, have all those, flying. like, bonus XP zones and stuff. Don't have the flying in yeah, Warlords. But, yeah, no, that's a, it's an interesting point. I don't know because, like, uh, BFA is so... Its legacy is going to be so well, bizarre. And point, it, let me ask you this, too. Again, another point that's been brought up in a couple podcasts. Listen to. If they had said the day BFA was announced... They were like, yeah, we're going to start with this faction war and Slavonis said something, but it all culminates I think it fighting Nizoth. That would have been better. Because I feel like when you pay attention to this story and you kind of think back on it, there are all these clues to oh, Nizoth. Oh, to be clear, the whole everybody, thing. everybody thought Knew. it was going there. I think it would have just better if they admitted it. Like, they kept acting like it was, a, even at 8.2, it was like, like oh, at the end of 8.2, you're going to find out who their final raid boss is for sure. Everyone's like... It's so, so it's off like we all yeah thought. In that Warbringers no, it video was, that you released. it was never a mystery really yeah but like, like it should it should have been a Nazoth expansion they could have had a bit of a faction conflict they could have scaled it back a bit so mm-hmm. like people weren't committing genocide and like it kind of bothers me that thing. they're trying to say now that this was the fourth war oh so, yeah was it. No, it's was not. It? Like when we, we fought the Burning Legion in the previous expansion, that wasn't the fourth war. Yeah, well, because is... we didn't fight each other in the Burning Legion. You know, at least like Warcraft Three, we started fighting each other. Did we? Eat? Well, I feel like Warcraft Three was all of a fight against the Scourge. I feel like the Orcs were barely there. In the yeah, campaign. they went to Duratar. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Heck, the fight against the Lich King, 
that's not the fourth war. Like, fuck I don't you. Know. I don't know. Don't call it the fourth war. Speaking Lord. of Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3, that woof. I, mean, I played it. I finally got the, got it to load for me. I mean, it's it's Warcraft three. Yeah, you know, again, this is a classic example of over promise and under deliver. If they had just from the get go said, "Yeah, we're gonna like port Warcraft three to the modern Battle.net uh, framework. We're going to create new character models." Period. Like yeah. if that was it, and it's twenty well, bucks. The problem with like so much sure. of that initial pitch was like the enhanced Look at this cinematic. cinematic, yeah, and then that's just not there. Here's, and I, I think I nailed this. Here's the issue. Mm-hmm. I think you can do a really good remaster of a game, like with Age of Empires two recently, mm-hmm. or like what I had with Tales of Asperia, where I love that. You can do these great remasters, mm-hmm. or you can do these remakes that are like. So high end, they look like modern AAA games. Like Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Two, which is like almost a different game, or even like if you want to be more faithful, like Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. which is very a pretty. You, kinda, you rebuild it from scratch, but it, but it looks like yeah. Oh, this is like as good as any looking game. Yeah, Reforged is like in this in the weird middle. middle place, and it's just it, it's weird, and you don't know what to think of it because mm. like it doesn't look like it's new, it's updated, but, but it, it doesn't look that it doesn't, good. Yeah, if, like, if they made Warcraft Four, it, it would not look, look like, like this. That. I'd be very disappointed. Right. Exactly. It'd be like, oh, this kind of looks low budget, right? But the, so you, you're like, I guess it's a remaster, but like, it's kind of different, and that's weird. I, they should have done one or the other. And to be clear, like they clearly probably should have just remastered it because they well, weren't going to do the other. That's basically what they did, right? It really, it really is. But they didn't tell us that. Yeah. They even said, remember, they they made like the name. It was like, it's not a remaster. It's not a remake. It's reforged. Right. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Apparently, it means we half-assed. And that's what that's my problem is that I think I bought into it too much as a remake and not a remaster. Well, and that's why again, I'm kind of let down. We saw that cinematic. They showed it at BlizzCon and at BlizzCon. That was playable in real time. You like it was the work was done. Well, at the the BlizzCon they announced it when I had my interview for that game it was with Christy Golden like the the story because yeah, they were like rewriting stuff right. apparently she was taken off the project relatively shortly after that because like we're not actually doing much new story stuff here we don't need you yeah so it's like but like like the direction changed so much but again and like they're trying to say like, oh yeah we talked about this at BlizzCon this year you we guys, were at BlizzCon you guys just didn't hear it we were there I had no fucking no one was talking about that. no one was talking about that we interviewed them yeah. like we were talking about remastering cinematics and at no point they're like well actually we actually we scaled that back yeah they never like they, they if they think they admitted that they did a shitty ass job it's, it's, it's really again it, all they had to do was be honest yeah. All they had to do is be honest. The day they decided they weren't going to redo the cinematics, they needed to put out a blog post, put out a press release, that everyone covered it, and explained, here's what's going on. And they, the, the really annoying thing is they try to blame it on, you know, well, the hardcore community said they didn't want these yeah, changes. Yeah, such a convenient excuse. Gives a Screw fuck you. about those guys. And they're, they're pissed, too, so yeah. how'd that work out for you? Did you, you saw that... Um, Rod Ferguson, who was working at the Coalition, and he uh-huh. was the head of Gears, he's gone to Blizzard to lead Diablo, specifically mm-hmm. Diablo 4. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting and really telling. Because this guy's known as, like, a, a closer. closer. Yeah. yeah. He comes in and makes sure that, like... Because obviously Diablo 4, like, design-wise, is kind of set. He's going to make sure that this game ships in a great state. Well, and I think part of what he's going to do... Like, you know, I think Blizzard has this tendency... Where a game, like, let's look at Diablo Immortal. Do you think Diablo Immortal's not done? Yeah, it hasn't right. been done for a while. Yeah, well, maybe not for a while, but I know it's But, you, you know, Blizzard has a tendency to just kind of like, well, we want to keep working on it, tweaking it, and messing with it, blah, blah, blah. I think Rod's going to come into Diablo 4 and be like, okay, 
we're done. Yeah, now, <laughs> I don't know now, when it's now finished. Now it's optimized. Yeah, you know? Let's polish. But, I mean... You got that great expansion, but you know? With, with all the kind of bad stuff that has happened in Blizzard lately, Diablo 4 cannot... No, if that Failed. game if that, that game, game has to hit. Yeah, if that game doesn't hit there. And then again, no, when I played at BlizzCon, when you played at BlizzCon, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Fantastic. But it's such a small slice. Like who knows? It's true. Who it's knows? True. And you have more experience with these kind of vertical slices than I do. Yeah, and there's so much more pressure on Diablo 4 than say Overwatch 2, because Overwatch 2 It's a little bit of a known quantity. It's it's kind of like a giant update to Overwatch 1. And they're very honest about that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of what it is. I know I worry though that like because they had to put that fucking two on it, if it's not like, you know, the new God of War compared yeah. to God of War three, everyone's gonna be like disappointment. I, I think it's gonna be fine, but again, like the stakes are a little lower there. Diablo four, like that is their most important game of maybe this decade. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's it's big, going. It's that's going, why like it's going to set the fate of Blizzard for the next ten. Right, years. and that's and like it's there's so much of the discourse around Blizzard now is about how they screw up and how they're not the same since Activision Blizzard bought them. Like this is their chance to kind of change the narrative and it might be their last chance so yeah a lot of pressure on Diablo 4 so that's why I think it was a, a good move and it, that's why the move makes sense to bring in mm-hmm. uh, Ferguson yeah you know not much of a Gears player these days apparently 5 was good that's people like 5 I yeah. did not play it it's very good so we shall see uh, you know in the non-gaming front I went to a fun concert this week tell us in more Cleveland. so you know Iron Maiden my favorite band uh huh the bassist for Iron Maiden, who was also kind of like the like the main founder of Iron Maiden and like the main songwriter. I guess he just like likes playing rock and roll metal so much that he started like it first was like a solo project, but then like now it's just the band. Like it's a band. Mm-hmm. It's called British Lion or British Lions. I think just singular British Lion. And uh, so like Iron Maiden just finished touring. I saw them on their tour. Now he's touring. With this group, but obviously it's a smaller deal, so they're playing these really small venues. Yeah, they're in this small place in Cleveland called the Odeon, which is on the flats, mm-hmm. which is right by the water in Cleveland. It's a really neat place. A lot yeah, of the flats, you know, they, they kind of rebuilt that up last yeah. year. So the flats used to be the go to place, and it kind of fell. It was great in the 80s, sucked for 20 years, and now it's now back. back. That's the that's the big Cleveland stone. The flats are back. <laughs> There's a margarita bill there. Yeah, it's, it's great, it's great, it's great. But uh, so it's like this really small venue, and we kind of like got there and just kind of pushed away. Like, we were like. There was, like, one row of people in front of us. So it was all just, like, general admission, standing room kind yes. of thing? Yeah. Was, yeah, and it was great. This small, intimate venue, and Steve Harris was running around. Like, he would be as close to me as you are to me right now. Yeah. And, like, as a guy who, like, really likes Iron Maiden, it was, it was super That's fun. That's pretty good. It was, I did not think I was going to get that close to him. It was This is like awesome. me going to see Mac McAnally at a yes. bar in Pittsburgh. Yes. I touched him. Ooh. His hand. Ooh. <laughs> Paul, my friend Paul almost caught his sweaty wristband. Oh, that would have been good. But it was, I mean, man, it was like seeing like the, sh- I, it was it was a very different vibe. And it was very, I had more fun than I thought it would. That's good. Part of it was just like, oh, we're going to, I get to, guess I get to see the guy from Iron Maiden. But yeah. it was super good. So, hey, if you like Iron Maiden and you see the British Lion coming to town, you should go because it's it's going to be like an intimate affair and you're going to see Steve Harris real up close. That's good. And if you're a Maiden fan like me, that's real exciting. So I want to talk about a movie I saw very briefly. It um, better be Cats. It's not cats. Damn. You saw cats. You love cats. Cats is great. Cats is I'm not being ironic. Cats is amazing. Screw everybody. <laughs> you go see Fast and Furious 9 and shit on cats. This is what's wrong with America. <laughs> cats is so much fun. And like that's the thing people make fun of cats. It's like making fun of a clown. Like making fun of a clown for wearing big shoes and having a red nose. It knows. <laughs> it's the point. <laughs> yes, cat is dumb. I was like, why's Eva Kelly drinking out of a sauce? Because he's a fucking cat. He's a cat. He's 
incredible. It's, I was so entertained, Edge Guy. So I've been listening to the Cats soundtrack like constantly. Uh, uh, it's great. I'm buying that movie when it comes out. Okay, immediately. good. Cats is Put it on the so Google good. Family Shares. Cats is so people. People. I hate people for not accepting cats. What did you see? Knives Out. Oh, <laughs> an actual good Everyone's movie. freaking out about that. Knives Out. What do you want? I know. I know. I, I'm just trying to trigger you. Is it, was it very good? It is excellent. Is it a dark movie? Is it a no, fun movie? No, it's very fun. It's yeah. very fun. Where, is it at the cheap theater now? Um, It might be now. We saw it last weekend. It might uh, at uh, Cinema South, the Regal Cinema in town. Regal, the Regal. A very old theater now. Yes, then. yes. Not, not the, so it was my wife's birthday. We wanted to go see Star Wars, and it was out of theaters that weekend. So we're like, oh, fuck. It's like, in, it's like the weird in-between zone? Yeah, like it's not in Movies 8 yet, the, the cheap theater yeah. here. So um, we were trying to find something else and saw a Knives Out show time at work, and we decided to go check that. And... It's one of those movies where, like, a third of the way into it, I, like, turn to her and I go, I am into this. Yeah. And she's like, me too. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a murder mystery. Kind of like in that Agatha Christie sort of vein a little bit. But, like, with a little bit of Clue thrown in. It's not Good. as silly as Clue. Um, but it's like... I don't want to give any of the movie away. Yeah, don't, because I'm going to... I probably should see this. Yes. Apparently they're it is one of the movies one. where, like... You're like a third or halfway into it, and you're like, I have no idea this is going. Yeah. Like, I, I have no clue what's happening right now. Now, is it like, are you supposed to like guess who the killer is? Kinda. Did you guess right? Kinda. Okay, well, not, not leave Again, it at that. It, it's hard to explain without giving leave stuff away. You, you don't know what's going on until the end. Sounds and like my first it, time. Hey. <laughs> That's weird, because we're my brother. Anyway... It's also one of those movies where, like, as it's getting to, like, the last, like, two minutes of the movie, I'm, like, thinking back to things that, like, were highlighted as, like, MacGuffins and clues, and I'm like, oh, I guess they're just going to let that float. They Everything was wrapped up. Yeah, they do all. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's sense. great. Um, I never knew I needed to see Daniel Craig as a southern man. He's got the little right, kind of right. Colonel Sanders drawl to him that's kind of fun. Do you care about the next James Bond movie? A little bit. I mean, I still haven't seen the last one. I guess I should do that first. It, it seemed like everybody was so, like, eh on it. Yeah, but then, like, everyone's flipping out about this new one, so who knows? I kind of realized that I don't really like James Bond. I liked, I like Casino Royale. That, I think that might be it. Because I, I mean, apparently a lot of the hardcore I, James Bond fans are like, uh, Casino Royale is kind of not really, like, yeah, uh, a like, faithful James I, I like James Bond fine, but Casino Royale is, like, such a good movie. Yeah, then, like, even, even like, the, like, I can't, I don't really enjoy the classics that much. Even Goldeneye, I think it's... But I'm, well, I'm, I'm well, not saying going well, to nice classics good. in terms of, like I mean like I can't really get in the Connery stuff well I, I guess that's my issue is my introduction to to James Bond was Goldeneye I was like oh this is cool and then like that tomorrow I never die yeah and then, then live another, die day, another like, day yeah die another day and it's like oh these kind of suck <laughs> and I never really went back to the classic ones after that so you yeah. know my, my big thing was Skyfall because I actually just straight up did not like no, Skyfall, I don't like Skyfall either. and I that was, was bad people movie. were freaking out about that I was like what I don't it's, like it's, this there's like Home Alone at the fucking it was end. Home Alone at the end which I like Home Alone then there's like the head of like the biggest spy organization in England turns on a fucking flashlight and gives away her position I was like come on yeah like, so, I think it was she such a ridiculous I understand they need to kill off Judy Dench in that movie but still Judy Dench is, you know has a much more bright future ahead of her being in cats little did they know at the time <laughs> being being what's the cat's name Old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy. Why do I know all the details? Not McCavity. You can only... McCavity! You may only refer to me as Skimple Shanks, the railway cat from now on. 
All right, Skimble Shanks, the real way cat. If that's what you, you had want. to sing it. Skimble Shanks, the okay, railway cat. Kids are sleeping right the above. The cat of the railway train. <laughs> In case you didn't understand what we meant. God, what a good movie. What's wrong with you? Ugh. We're at Taco Bell last week in the drive-thru line. You're, like, belting this song. About Skimble Shanks. You were very delighted when you realized you could, like, scroll the lyrics at Apple Music. My favorite like karaoke. Thing, my favorite thing in the movie, and in the, even in the play, is they're like, uh, my name's Asparagus, but everyone just calls me Gus because Asparagus is too long. Also, here's Skimble Shanks and Mr. Mistopheles. We call them by their full. Tugger. And rub, the Rub Tum Tugger. And who are those, who are those, those twins? Oh, um, wait. I know this one. I didn't know. They have weird They have weird names, too. Oh, the cat. Like, Victoria. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's Victoria. <laughs> and Mr. Mistopheles and the... We, we call you Gus. Gus, Asparagus. Asparagus, that's such a fuss. You can't expect us to say that every time. Here's old Deuteronomy. Like, well, this is now a good time as Eddie announced that we're no longer covering video games. This is now a cat's podcast. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, let's talk about Picard. Picard, yes. Episode, Picard spoilers. The three. I, th- I I like this one more than last week. I was getting worried that it was going to be more just like set up with nothing happening. And it was a bit of that. There was a bit of like... It picked up at the end. It, yeah, it was a bit of like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's get to space. And like the end is kind of... It's, it's This is like... Really, the bringing the quote-unquote crew together, mm-hmm. I guess. So we have kind of our principles, like all figured out. I mean, this is only an eight-episode season, so there is are it only, eight? yeah, there's okay. all, there are only there are five episodes left. So we got to see Hugh, which I was very was excited cool. about, who is now clearly like fully liberated from the Borg, and that's kind of we kind of understand that's kind of what they're doing on that Borg ship, mm-hmm. along with like inviting other people to kind of like study the Borg. Well, it's weird. Like, so the Romulans are running the operation. And we also understand that Romulans hate synthetics. Yes. I wonder where that's going to tie like their interest in the Borg. Right, and there's like some there's some good mysteries like happening now because it's like in, it's implied that the Romulans were responsible for the attack on Mars, and the attack on Mars is what made Starfleet abandon the plans to evacuate, like to go save the Romulans. So yeah. It's like, well, why would they do that? And they basically and that is saying, a good question. It's like, like well, why like, would they do that? Yeah, what this this makes no sense. What do you think about having our first vaping in Star Trek? Yeah, I was like, really? Are we okay? They, they, they smoked in undiscovered country, so you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it was a more shocking or less shocking. I'm sure, the, like the F word. I'm sure, like eight week. months from now, because it'll take them that long. Some like think geek knockoff sort of thing will be like, "Here's the vape from from Picard." Oh, finally, yeah. I'm gonna vape now because I'm influenced by things I like. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, I, they de- they definitely got me when because they they were doing the dun 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 yeah, a lot, the but then finally, no, at the very end they finally they did the dun da, 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 da. What's this new ship called? I didn't catch it. Yeah, so there's a new ship. We we saw the pilot. Rios is interesting. I don't understand. He's an EMH. I don't understand his aversion to healing wounds. <laughs> He's like, don't cauterize, don't don't heal my wound with the magic technology that heals wounds. I wanted to bleed. He puts his shirt on. Like, I was like, wipe that. Uh, yeah, wipe it off. I do like that he has. He splashed with some whiskey. I like that he has an EMH. I'm confused as to whether or not the EMH is. Him or not? It looks a lot like him. It doesn't sound like him. It's a thick Irish accent. Yes. But I didn't hear the accent at first. Yeah. I heard it in his bedroom later. Yes. But he looks just like him. So, I, 
Well, that a little be, confusing. It's yeah. interesting move if you had like a personal medical assistant, like make it look exactly like me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, That's what? some hubris right there. Right. Uh, but you know, I like that. EM- I like that they said the word EMH. I'm yes. Excited, but it is kind of just like okay. Now we're. It feels like now we're gonna kind of move along a bit more. Yeah, we're finally gonna get kind of. And there's some, some like momentum. there's some weird teases about why the Romulans don't like androids. Like apparently there's some mythology that one of them's going to destroy everything. Maybe. Yeah. So, who knew? Not mythology news. News. I like that. It's fun. It's not the mythology. It's the news. It's fake news. Oh. <laughs> fake mythology. Oh. It's happening. But, yeah, no, I mean, again, like, every single time it, like, faded out to black for, like, a fake commercial break, since we don't have commercials, I'm, like, worried that's the end of the episode, I guess. I know. It's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> no we keep need going, more. Keep going. Keep going. There's that fun action sequence where they had the attack at the chateau, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were, like had like phasers hidden everywhere. I also like that the the, uh, the one was like, oh, he's a northern Romulan like you, and that which kind of explains why the TNG Romulans had the ridges and why we've seen them without it now. And now uh, in Picard, there's ridges and no ridges. Only the northern Romulans. That's have funny. It. Yeah, I didn't kind of pick up on that. But you're right. Right. Which is nice because there's always this weird thing where like. It, you know, in Star Trek or in almost all sci-fi. There's inconsistencies. Well, like, no, but, like, where humans are always, like, there's a lot of diversity. And then, like, and the Romulans. Race, they all look exactly the same. They all look exactly the same. They all talk exactly the same. They all dress exactly the same. Like, you go to their planet, there's was, one um, city. Was it Seinfeld who had that joke about, like, you know, if one thing, if, if, if sci-fi movies tell me anything, at some point we're all just going to start wearing the same clothes. Yeah. At what point society go, okay, everyone... We're just going to wear the uh, silver jumpsuits and the uh, black boots, and that's it for everybody from now on. <laughs> exactly. I, every Romulan in TNG wore the exact same thing. And it's funny because, like, because people are conditioned like that, like, some people are upset when they see, like, the Romulans in clothes. Yes. Yeah, or it's like, like oh, a beard. No. They're like, well, no, what is it? <laughs> I don't like it. It's like, calm down. It's okay. All right. I think I'm spent. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Exploding Barrel podcast, everybody. It's the good half. <laughs> yeah, are you sure we are not? We're still not recording on your phone. Yeah, no, it's recording. It's, yeah, all right, it's all, all right. good. All right, you can uh, find more of us at ebpodcast.com. Our newest episode of '90s Disney is out. Yeah, separate podcast, '90s Disney. Look it up. Episode about Kilimanjaro Safari. The- Simba one. Simba one. This is Wilson. Over. Over. Your <laughs> your accent upsets me. I'm sorry. Are you triggered? Well, hey, now now you sound like. Come on. You can be triggered. Maybe I am. I'm going to take your show notes that don't exist for this podcast and rip them up. That was some shit. Okay. That was some showboating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about politics here, but like, part of me is like, uh. yeah. No. Like, I hate Trump, but it's also like, come on. Like, you weren't planning to do that. Yeah, right. No matter what he said. <laughs> I get no, it. No, like, it was spur of the moment. Uh, yeah. It was the heat. Uh, politics are fun. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week right here on the Exploding Barrel Podcast. Bye bye.